with one little wagging weed right in the middle of my oregano. I said, well, so I bent down to pull it out. It didn't just come out. So I had to dig my fingers down into the dirt and dig out the root ball. I had to pull a steady, steady, steady pull against it. And out came this huge root ball. I mean, it was shocking that this one little wagging weed was that embedded in this beautiful plant. So after I got it out, I um, restored the plant with water and replaced some soil. And I thought, oh my goodness, how that reminds me of God's kingdom and us. Uh, I, I talked to a fellow gardener and we prayed right then and said, oh Lord, please reveal to us those things that are rooted and embedded in us that we're unaware of, but they're harmful. If you would pray with me before we get started. Heavenly Father, creator of all things, we come into your presence with thanksgiving and with praise. Give us spiritual wisdom and insight so that we will grow in the knowledge of you. And we ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So um, in Revelation 8 and 9, I'll just go ahead and read it. Um, it's not real lengthy, but to understand the mayhem that people were experiencing, or what John is explaining to us, I should say. I'll read the entire thing. When the lamb ripped off the seventh seal of he heaven fell quiet. Complete silence for half an hour. I saw the seven angels who are always in readiness before God handed seven trumpets. Then another angel carrying a gold censer came and stood at the altar. He was given a great quantity of incense so that, the, that he could offer up the prayers of all the holy people of God to the golden altar before the throne. Smoke billowed up. The incense-laced prayers of the holy ones rose before God from the hand of the angel. Then the angel filled the censer with fire from the altar and heaved it to the earth. It set off thunders, voices, lightnings, and earthquake. The seven angels with the trumpets got ready to blow them. At the first trumpet blast, hail and fire mixed with blood were dumped on the earth. A third of the earth was scorched, and a third of the trees, and every blade of grass burned to a crisp. The second angel trumpeted. Something like a huge mountain blazed blazing with fire, was flung into the sea. A third of the sea turned to blood, and a third of the living creatures died, and a third of the ships sank. The third angel trumpeted. A huge star, blazing like a torch, fell from heaven, wiping out a third of the rivers and a third of the springs. The star's name was Wormwood. A third of the water turned to bitter and many people died from poisoning water. The fourth angel trumpeted. 
A third of the sun, a third of the moon, a third of the stars were hit, blacked out by a third. Day by and night, one third, blackout. I looked hard, I heard a lone eagle flying through middle heaven, crying out ominously. Doom, doom, doom. To everyone left on earth, there are three more angels about to blow their trumpets. Doom is on its way. The fifth angel trumpeted. I saw a star plummet from heaven to earth. The star was handed a key to the well of the abyss. He unlocked the well of the abyss and smoke poured out. Poured out of the well billows and billows of smoke. Sun and air in blackout from smoke pouring out of the well. Then out of the smoke crawled locusts with venom of scorpions. They were given their orders. Don't hurt the grass. Don't hurt anything green. Don't hurt a single tree. Only men and women. And then only those that lack the seal of God on their foreheads. They were ordered to torture but not kill. Torture for five months, the pain like scorpion stings. When this happens, people are going to prefer death to torture, look for ways to kill themselves, but they won't find a way. Death will have gone into hiding. The locusts looked like horses ready for war. They had gold crowns, human faces, women's hair, the teeth of lions, and iron breastplates. The sound of their wings was the sound of horse-drawn chariots charging into battle. Their tails were equipped with stings like scorpion tails. With those tails, they, ordered, where they were ordered to torture the human race for five months. They had a king over them, the angel of the abyss, his name in Hebrew, Abaddon, in Greek, Apollyon destroyer. The first doom is past to doom yet to come. The sixth angel trumpeted, I heard a voice speaking to the sixth angel from the horns of the golden altar before God. Let the four angels loose, the angels confined at the great river Euphrates. The four angels were untied and let loose. Four angels all prepared for the exact year month, day, and even hour when they were to kill a third of the race. The number of the army of horsemen was twice 10,000 times 10,000. I heard the count and saw both horses and riders in my vision. Fiery breastplates on the riders, lion heads on the horses breathing out fire and smoke and brimstone. With these three weapons, fire and smoke and brimstone, they killed a third of the human race. The horses killed their, with their mouths and their tails. Serpent-like tails, also the heads like re heads that wreaked havoc. The remaining men and women who weren't killed by these weapons went on their merry way. 
didn't change their way of life, didn't quit worshiping demons, didn't quit centering their lives around lumps of gold and silver and brass, hunks of stone and wood that couldn't see or hear or move. There wasn't a sign of a change of heart. They plunged right on into their murderous, occult, promiscuous, and thieving ways. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Silence in heaven <clears throat> for 30 minutes. For some reason, heaven always in my imagination was a very busy, loud, praise-filled, continually, forever, noisy, joyful place. Complete silence for 30 minutes. Ooh, silence can speak volumes. It can be like a proclamation. Something big could be about to happen. In my case, that's awkward sometimes. Uh, we're in a place that's usually very noisy, very full of uh, talk, and it certainly turns silent. Um, it's like, what's going to happen? Or am I in trouble? <laughs> um, but what happened next in our scriptures is that the prayers of the holy people of God, us, mixed with great quantities of incense, so that smoke billowed up, incense-laced prayers of the holy ones rose before God. Praise God, he does hear our prayers. We pray sometimes and we think, did you get it? Uh, he got it. it. We have the proof here in the word of God. This message is like for all of us, right? I mean, we're all included in this. <clears throat> so in our busy, hectic, chaotic lives, most of us can't really imagine 30 minutes of silence. Many of you are mothers of small children. You probably pray for 30 minutes of silence. Um, but we don't really know what we would do with it. So Eugene Peterson writes, Praying is that act in the life of faith which consciously and deliberately enters into a speaking, listening, attentiveness before God. Consciously and deliberately enters into a speaking, listening, attentiveness before God. Prayer, that's what we're focusing on today. It's, it's an active, relational conversation with God. Relational conversation. This happens with those we know, we, we trust, we appreciate, and probably love. 
as that history of engagement grows, so does the relationship. Prayer can be long or short, alone or in community, silent or out loud. It could be filled with joyful thanksgiving or confession. So <laughs> there's three of us called the Band of Sisters. We don't have the fourth one yet, but I won't say which one of those is me. And uh, from time to time, we meet for coffee or lunch. <clears throat> In between those times, we text, we email. Um, we've shared serious uh, tragedy, laughter. We've experienced everything in the book. Nothing is forbidden to talk about, and it stays right in the little band. So one day we met at Zoe's kitchen for lunch. We busily ordered our food. It smelled good. We found the perfect booth. We sat down and immediately nonstop, nonstop talk. Really nonstop. We barely ate. We shared what was going on. We laughed. We had input. We might argue a little. And then it was my turn to share. Um, so I said, well, I have a bad report from my doctor. It fell silent, just like we talked about heaven. What? And so then um, they each touched my arm, and we talked very quietly then. The most beautiful thing happened. A lady that we don't know, we never have seen, haven't seen since then. She came up to our table. We call her our beautiful angel. She squatted down and she said, could I pray? It is apparent how much you love each other, how much you care for each other. And we looked down at her. Um, she was beautiful. It was like her face glowed almost. She was just full of this exuberant, exuding out of her love. Her eyes were deep with care. And we just shook our head yes. And so she did pray. That encounter changed the three of us. We wanted to be that person not in a bold manner to go up, but in a loving, caring way. I believe that maybe she was attentively listening in a relationship with the Lord to have seen the need and come over and prayed with us. Maybe that's where we uh, could apply walking it out. Kevin, my husband's favorite uh, verse is in Philippians. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be, be made known to God. 
and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The more we know about God, trust, appreciation, and love grow, what a grand thing the Bible is. It shows us God's love of relationship, starting with Genesis. His desire to walk with us, to talk with us, engage with us, with unending love and mercy throughout time. His love is evident, even when we've rejected his ways. Okay, back to our text. Let's see what God, let's see that God hears our prayers. We see it in the Bible. We see it the way he interacts with us and answers our desires. Even if we don't understand the exact meaning of these verses today, which I don't exactly, it's a description of total mayhem. That's why we read the whole thing out loud. Chaos, distress, darkness described in detail, which make the last words of the chapter stand out in 3D design. The remaining men and women not killed went on their merry way. Didn't change their way of life, not a sign of change centering their lives around lumps of gold, silver, brass, and wood that could not hear them and do anything for them, continuing in godless lives as before. These are the verses. These few verses are the ones that reach deep inside of me, into my very soul, driving me to prayer. Oh, Lord, reveal my thoughts and my ways needing to be left behind. Have I been speaking to God, listening only when it's mostly convenient? In the chaos of life, have I squeezed in some drive-through prayer and hmm, click on my prayer emoji a few times? And that will count as prayer time? Oh, Lord. And he spoke to my soul. How, um, how am I praying for people? Am I really diligent when someone says pray for me? Hmm. Alex asked a good question in the teaching team this week. What are we praying for? Thinking of this as a message of hope and not fear, when we pray, your kingdom come. We're praying for a kingdom different than this one. Different from the one we have now. Is that what we really want? Or do we want the one we already have? Hmm. Unless maybe we're negatively affected. Do we want the one we already have, but also that no one would suffer? Or do we just pray for our stuff and for us, actually? 
if kingdom come really meant we lost all of our gold and silver, brass, hunks of wood, as the scripture describes. But the people would not suffer. Would we rejoice? Would I rejoice? What if our life was actually pretty good already, pretty comfortable the way it is? Would we just kind of hang on to that, move along the way we were, and maybe not even know he had returned? I, I want him to weed my heart, my soul. Psalms 139 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you. And lead me along the path of everlasting life. If the, if the um, praise team would come up now, please. In conclusion, the good news is, the good news is that because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. We can come to him in prayer. Prayer deliberately entering into a speaking and listening attentiveness before God. Amen. this time we'll enter into a time of reflection we'll have um, the Lord's Supper here we'll also take up an offering Jesus took some bread and blessed it then he broke it into pieces and gave it to the disciples saying take and eat for this is my body and he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and said, Each of you drink from it, for this is my blood which confirms the covenant between God and his people.
So 
to our great God. Amen. Okay, we have a couple of announcements, so if you can get out of the spirit of praise a little bit. <laughs> Sorry if I have the vapors. Uh, we have a church potluck. If you want to throw that slide up for me on the 22nd, make your favorite summer dish. I think Teresa is doing a sign-up genius, so not everybody brings, like, potato salad or whatever. And uh, so be on the lookout for that. Um, so it's July 22nd. There are also clipboards in back because on that table back there because we need help with setup, cleanup putting everything together. It takes a village. So we have that on the 22nd after church. Um, and then I also wanted to bring attention to the Little Free Pantry. We sent out an email saying with suggestions about what you could bring. It's sparse right now, because if you haven't noticed, the turnover rate is like you put something in there, and a couple hours later, it's like gone. So there is a need for it. So uh, we greatly appreciate that all throughout the year, um, helping donate to you. And you're welcome to just put it in there or put it in the box up front and we'll do it for you. Um, and then everything else, if you're kind of like wondering what's going on in church, we have a newsletter that goes out. We have all these slides. So if you don't know what's happening, there are still chances for you to find out. All right. I am going to read our benediction. Now all the glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. And the church said, Amen. Amen. Go in grace and peace.